All right, we're here. Welcome to episode 22 of Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we are on your preferred platform, let us know. We'll do our best to change that. You can support Versus Mike History by subscribing to one of our tiers on Patreon. And for any further questions regarding the podcast, go to versusmikehistory.com. What's up? My first love was football from playing that Madden shit. My second love was hard drugs, weed, and this rapping shit. Come did I lie on the nights that I wasn't having shit? I say my prayers, but I'm rusty as fuck with Arabic. Lord, take me as I am, cause I'm gon' come as I'm is. I might die twice if I look down and see my mama in tears. I gave up. Uh, but I ain't gon' never die. Bitch, uh, I can never. What's up? Back again. Um, this episode is most likely going to be shorter just because, um, you know, we ran through one earlier with, uh, the good homie Sess and, um, you know, it's been a lot today. So, but I, I felt like I needed to record this second episode because, um, I didn't get to watch the Insecure finale yet. Um, at the time that I recorded the earlier episode and I hadn't seen the five bloods and I wanted to cover those things for you guys. And I wanted to talk about some other things that, um, I couldn't really incorporate into the last episode. So, um, we're going to go ahead and get started. So first and foremost, um, we haven't had a design of the week for about two weeks. Um, I just wanted to show, I just wanted to pay respects to, everyone who was um, uh, protesting and out on the streets fighting the good fight to um, defund the police, abolish the police, create reform in their city, bring awareness to the police brutality going on. And um, this week I decided to uh, get everything back rolling again. And um, the design of the week for this week is the Black American Heritage flag, and I'll just read an excerpt that the homie Aaliyah um, found for me because uh, I was on Pinterest looking for tattoo ideas when I came across this Getty image of um, a young um, a young black woman holding this flag that was really interesting, and it was red, black, and gold. And, um, you know, it's funny, too, because I was I had this idea in my head of like uh, creating an alternative alternative flag for uh, black Americans, because I just feel like we don't have any paraphernalia that represents us um, all across the board. And I came across that image and I was like, wow, this is like kind of exactly what I had in my head. But uh, let me get to reading this. uh this excerpt. So the Black American Heritage flag was designed in 1967 by Melvin Charles and Gleason T. Jackson. According to the designers, the elements of the flag include the color black to represent the pride and pigmentation in red and race. Excuse me. Red to remind us the rich blood 
black men have shed for freedom, black women as well, um, shed for freedom, equality, and justice, and human dignity throughout the world, and gold to represent intellect, prosperity, and peace. These colors are woven into a composition that juxtaposes the red and black in a set of three stripes, one black stripe centered between two red. So I just wanted to bring attention to that, and you guys will be able to see that on the website uh, when you go on there. And, um, yeah. In terms of um, a weekly recap or what I'm going to go over, I kind of just wanted to start with saying that, um, well, I'll, I'll start with saying that the song that you heard was Babies and Fools by uh, Freddie Gibbs. That's off the uh, Alfredo Project and I don't think I said it in the last episode, but that song was Shoulda by Lucky Day. Um, <clears throat> but uh, speaking of music, I have a play coming. So the playlist for the podcast um, is called Feels Like Sunday. And I specially curated 50 songs into a playlist that I think you guys will really enjoy. And um, I've kind of been spending a lot of time on it. And um, I really just felt like it was something that we needed to bring our spirits up with and something to bring into uh, bring the summer in properly. So this Friday, um, which is. Is that Juneteenth? Yes, this Friday on Juneteenth, I'll be releasing the feels like Sunday playlist and, um, you know, it's going to be lit. So, yeah, I've also noticed a very large surge in um, the promotion of black businesses. I just want to give you guys a shout um, over that because I've, I've been seeing a lot of uh, unity and prosperity and uh, between our people in the last couple of days and even weeks. And um, it's really beautiful to see because, you know, in these times where we can't catch a break with um, police brutality being caught on camera more now than ever and um, justice still not being served or, you know, we're getting backdoor justice with like these street murals or these streets being renamed Black Lives Matter Boulevard and stuff like that. Like all of that stuff is superficial. And um, the people who are bringing change um, are doing a really good job. And um, they've also advocated for the surge of, you know, support of black businesses. And it's showing and, you know, really, I wouldn't be able to tell if they were um, being successful. But that's the only conclusion that I've been able to come to since I see all of these major corporations following behind us and saying and proclaiming Black Lives Matter and, you know, trying to keep our business and our dollars um, in in their business. And I think that we're starting to see a real shift. So um, I just wanted to to point that out. And what else do we have? Uh, Oh, and the um, NBA is coming back soon. So and there's been a lot of drama with that because um, a lot of the players, um, well, some players are worried about taking attention away from the protests that are going on in the streets and other players are trying to get back to playing because, you know, it's for the love of the game because they're not getting paid while um, no one's playing 
And be just because uh, they feel like they could use their platform more if they're actually doing what they're supposed to be paid to do. And, um, you know, this is just this has caused a little bit of division in, in the league because um, players like Kyrie Irving uh, feel like um, it's going to take away. And he feels that um, they shouldn't start playing again so soon, while other players like Austin Rivers um, think that while Kyrie has uh, a good idea that players could use their platform while playing and still earn the money that they need in order to support these um, these injustices going on, like helping people get out of jail when they protest and um, donating to people's funeral uh, funds and things like that. So um, it's really it's really interesting. And uh, I kind of had a conversation earlier with um, my brother about it. And um, I, I, I think I think we agreed that we could both see both sides. And, you know, I think that it's kind of a catch 22 because whether the NBA goes starts back up soon or they delay it because of everything that's going on, the media will still try to find a way to divert attention away from the protests. As we can see where people are still have still been protesting every day, but you just don't see it on the news anymore or it isn't as frequently um, broadcasted. And that's so weird to me that major things could be happening in a country and uh, major news outlets who won't be covering it. But nonetheless, um, I feel like us as a people are doing a really good job and promoting ourselves and building our communities up. And I think that we need to continue to do that. And we um, and that support really does go a long way. So be sure to support black businesses um, and support platforms that care about the causes that, you know, uplift our community. And I think that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Um, in terms of new music, I wanted to touch on uh, Chloe and Halle's new album, Ungodly Hour. I haven't heard the entire album, but because I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily a fan, but um, some of their visuals and some of the music that they've released before their album came out has been catching my attention. And obviously they got the Beyonce stamp, so... Clearly, they're they're some sort of talented. Um, And, you know, I put their album on because I saw a clip of a video that they released the night the album came out, which was um, Forgive Me. And uh, it made me put the video on. And I was like, yo, this song is fire. Like, uh, so I put their album on and I got through about. um. I think I got through most of the album. I think I didn't hear about one or two songs and I really enjoy their music. Um, or at least I enjoy them as a brand and I enjoy their content. I won't necessarily say I'm a fan, but um, I really do that think that these girls are talented and I think that they have a lot to bring to the music industry and it would be very dope to see these girls win. And... Um, you know, their music is good. I think that it's not necessarily um, my cup of tea. Like, I wouldn't just throw this on casually just because in terms of, like, octaves and, you know, like, it's not really the style of what I listen to. 
but these girls are definitely talented and their music is good and i think that it was important to highlight because um there's not a lot of quality music that's been coming out lately and i feel like people a lot of people use the quarantine to get off ideas or create things that you know they probably wouldn't have focused on if everything was open back up and moving how it usually does and i feel like these girls uh despite everything that happened took the time to create a quality project and um you know i just wanted to highlight that so that's my music spill for the week so the insecure finale came on tonight and i have thoughts first of all goddamn shit uh spoilers if you haven't seen the episode yet just like skip past this or whatever but um damn lawrence is having a baby um tiffany is uh going through postpartum clearly if that was ever in doubt before and um Issa and molly are you know i guess gonna make it work through their trauma uh through their collective trauma because molly is a uh, single too i guess so yeah there's a lot that happened tonight and i think that the episode was uh it was shot really well and that the pacing was done really well additionally because it i wouldn't say that it wrapped up the season nicely in a bow but it moved the story forward in a very important way and i think that uh i think that the show for it to be a comedy addresses real issues in our community extremely well so i want to start by you know giving everybody on the show its flowers um and for doing such a great job and keeping such a great concept an idea of a show together um the people the kids who come after us the generation that comes after us is gonna look at this show the way that like my generation looks at like a different world and living single and stuff like that so i think that you guys putting together this work of art that this production um it needs to be known that you guys have created something that will most likely stand the test of time in in the black community at the very least uh so that's first and foremost but let's get into the episode so Issa's buying flowers uh and um in the market and that's when Lawrence pulls up on her and tells her that he got the job in San Francisco he gonna be a trolley nigga so you know they converse about how uh they're gonna try to make it work and how Issa, you know she's going through a lot of changes and you know she might make the decision to move with him eventually because of everything that's been happening this season uh and then we move forward to um you know molly and andrew at a work party and you can clearly see that um andrew is a guy that wants to make his relationship work and he if his if he's in a situation where 
uh, is being put to the test, he's going to try to make it work. But you can clearly see after this scene that he's kind of like fed up. He's like been through the ringer. And it's not necessarily a horrible scene where like they're like arguing and everything like this. But you just see where uh, Andrew may not want to do things with Molly all the time. And Molly will go for will push and insist that, you know, he plays ball and, you know, does the things that she wants to do. But whenever he comes to her with something that he wants her to do, like going to the game or, you know, just getting along with his brother. Uh, she just completely rejects it. And it's not even a conversation that they can even have. And uh, that all that comes to um, a halt in this episode, because, you know, Andrew brings it to her attention. He's like, yo, like, I don't understand how you don't see an issue with me needing to do everything on your time. But whenever I ask you to do something and I try to make it work afterwards, even if it even if you don't want to do it, you don't even try. So I thought that was very important um, because later on in the episode, when they talk again, he's like, um, well, Molly says that she wants to make the relationship work because he's very unsure of if it will work at that point. And Molly says the thing of, um, well, this is the longest relationship I've ever been in. And, you know, we, we can make this work. Um, and Andrew started to realize that it wasn't really him that she wanted to hang on to. It was the fact that their relationship represented progress for her of being in relationships and being able to make things work. And um, that's where kind of everything that's where everything climaxed because Angel realized that she wasn't making the relationship work for him she was making it work for herself uh which is you know a very grown-up thing to um observe and even more of a grown-up thing to address and make a change um about because you know people's communication is trash but that's neither here nor there uh, we see Tiffany go through postpartum with Derek not being able to find her. She runs away from home and then she he has to call all her friends. And this happens in the middle of um, Molly and Andrew arguing. And um, it all comes to a close where uh, Derek and the girls find her at a hotel and she's just not doing OK. She just needs time to herself. And um you know, the creators of the show wanted to highlight postpartum depression, specifically in black women, and highlight how, you know, this is a thing that can happen to anyone um, that has a child. And I felt like it was important to to bring awareness to because, you know, it's not something that I, I've seen in mainstream media um, at all. I mean, I think that the only time I only other time I've seen anything about postpartum depression was um, season three of Daredevil when, um, you know, Matt's mom got postpartum. And then that's why he went to go live with his dad. And, you know, he was a boxer or whatever. You know, the story of Daredevil. But yeah, so 
that happens. And then after everything with Tiffany is um, has concluded, uh, we, we go back to Issa and Lawrence. And um, that's when Lawrence pulls up on Issa again at her apartment. And we find out that Condola has visited him and let him know that she's pregnant with his child. And we see the conversation go down between Lawrence and Issa. And it basically just shatters Issa's um, confidence in how everything was supposed to be going well. Or well, how everything was, um, you know, kind of in a weird place. Like Issa was seeing a lot of success, but all the things that kind of like got her to that point were being torn down. And I think that this um, is definitely the climax of that because, you know, it took a lot for Lawrence and Issa to get back to the place they were even at the beginning of the season. So for them to get back together in a relationship at the end of the season and he finds out that he's having a kid is really deep and heavy for her. And, um, you know, we see that. And, you know, the show doesn't really let you know what direction that's going to um that's going to take obviously setting up um, anticipation for season five, but the final season, but the final scene that we see in this episode is um, Issa and Molly sitting and, um, you know, basically just catching up and, you know, mending the bond that they had before that was basically torn completely down throughout this entire season. And I thought that that was cool. Um, I didn't think it was necessarily realistic, but I enjoyed it. I do think that it was important for the show for these two characters to um, communicate and uh, have a good relationship. So even though it wasn't their relationship wasn't mended in the best possible way, I love that the season ended with them in the restaurant that they started the series in. And um, all of that symbolism was really great. So, yeah, that's my take on Insecure. And uh, we're all done, man. So I got to figure out what else we're going to end up talking about on here. But eventually I'll find a show that um, we can run through on the podcast. All right. Last but not least, um, I spent... The day earlier, well, what felt like the day earlier, uh, watching Spike Lee's new film, The Five Bloods. And uh, I thought that it was amazing, to be perfectly honest. Um, Spike Lee is a genius level director and his art style is cannot really be compared to any other filmmaker um so when i saw that he was making a war film i was very interested but i also knew that um stylistically it could go either way in terms of quality but what i saw um the film that i saw that he presented to us was absolutely fantastic and I would even say is probably one of his best films um, it was cohesive it had a great beginning middle and end um, there was very good character development 
and it highlighted a lot of important things that um, black men go through, that black veterans go through, that surround the narrative of the Vietnam War and, um, you know, just principles and family, family values. Um, All these things were kind of the central focus of the film. And um, we see these four veterans meet back up um, in Vietnam to bring the remains of their squad leader home and to retrieve a secret stash of gold that they found when they had their last tour in Vietnam. Now, this leads to them getting into um, a bunch of hijinks. And um, one of the veterans, son ends up meeting him uh, in Vietnam and he kind of bribes him into getting a cut of the gold. And, you know, they go through all of these things that, um, you know, show who they are as a person um, individually. And it makes for their interaction with each other more impactful because we really get a deep dive on who all, who all these guys are. And, you know, uh, I think that Spike Lee is a really good, um, is really good at developing characters, iconic characters. And, um, I think that over time he has, um, begun to work with people who, uh, know what his, um, strong qualities are and what his weaker qualities are. And um, it shows depending, it shows how, it shows in the final products of some of his films. So I think that in the age of streaming, uh, some of his films like The Blood of Jesus or Chirac was kind of him working with like different executives um, within these different companies and it uh, resulted and, you know, these types of films that we weren't really used to from Spike Lee, but maybe he was trying something different or trying new ideas. And I feel like with uh, Black Klansman, even though I'm not the biggest fan of that film and uh, The Five Bloods, especially, uh, he's getting um, good footing with um, working within the new structure of, I guess, Hollywood and filmmaking. But um, Chadwick Boseman was great in this film, uh, even though he wasn't in so much. Uh, another standout from this film was my guy. Um, hang on. Sorry, I should have had this in front of me already. But um, Delroy Lindo, he this was such a fantastic performance. He put on such a fantastic uh, performance in this film. Um, he was the, he was most definitely the star and, uh, he presented a lot of controversial ideas while still, uh, being the backbone and the anchor of the group. And, um, it just shows, you know, the, uh, the toll and the effect that the war can take on a man and how it can transfer, um, transform his ideals and, um, really, turn him into a person that he never saw himself becoming in the first place. And we see um, his character. His character is the one whose son uh, comes to Vietnam. And um, 
that actor's name is uh jonathan majors i want to shout out to him because i haven't seen him in um anything but i thought that his performance here was really well and um you know this film overall was really great and i i kind of don't this is like an overall review i don't want to really get into specifics of what happened in the film i'd rather you guys go watch it but this was a really uh, a master class and i feel like if you wanted if you were learning about spike lee um you could use you can most definitely use this film as an example of some of his best work uh to date and that's pretty much all i got so go see the five bloods is on netflix and um let me know what you guys think but as always um send topics questions music and movie suggestions and then you can follow the podcast on twitter at vs mike history and on instagram at versus mike history and you can follow me on twitter at mike history and on instagram at last name history i have done two episodes for you guys this week um i'll be recording next week i'm trying to get more guests on the show obviously i had sets on the last episode and um i had some other stuff to cover so that's why I did two. Um, the giveaway is coming in July. I want to set that up and make sure that you guys um, get a nice organized giveaway. And, you know, I'm trying to put an event together for August. But we'll see how, how everything, um, how all the cards fall because of COVID. And um, I just want to make sure that everybody's being safe. And, um, you know, the second wave the quote unquote second wave, um, not to downplay it, but we just don't know how it's going to look. So, uh, we will see you guys next week. I will keep you guys updated on black everything and, um, yeah, see ya. <laughs>